Hello everybody, and welcome back to the show. Um, you're going to have to excuse me a minute because I uh, put my wellies on and I realised that I really want my walking boots on so I'm going to have to go and change because they are flipping free. And while I'm still close to the car, I think I might as well go and do it. And while I'm doing that, I'll explain what is going to happen in this episode. Because I am so excited for today's show. I really am. Um, it's a very rare <laughs> occurrence that's happened. And I am going to make the most of it. So while I just change my footwear, I'll run the intro. And uh, I'll catch up with you when I am properly footed. Right, one down, one to go. Yeah, I've, uh, these wellies are awesome, but um, cold, too cold today. And the boots are waterproof, so I, mean, I won't be able to go in the deep water. I don't think it'll be too bad. It's mainly frosty, so the ground is pretty tough. I'm not expecting masses of uh, deep water. So what's happening? What's going on? What am I doing? Um, I've been working from home. And I think I moaned a little bit about this last episode. But essentially, I sit on my backside all day staring at the screen and the weekends are really the only opportunity I have to get out and do anything safely and properly of course but um, what generally happens at the weekend is well what happens during the week is the uh, the clouds are gorgeous and beautiful and they pass before the sun and be very nice and uh, at the weekend, all the clouds roll in and it's cloudy and grey and crap. But today, which is Saturday, no, Sunday, sorry, the clouds have cleared, more or less. There's a few, but pleasantly so. And I checked the weather last night and it said sun, full sun for an hour and then patchy sun for a couple of hours afterwards. So yesterday I did my chores, I shopped, I washed, Dante had a big walk so that I could come at 8 o'clock this morning which is now and make some advantage of this sun because I have been desperate for some light. I have been photographing in the dark for months. And challenging, as nice as it is, 
sometimes it's just a bit wearying. So I have come out and I'm going to spend basically all morning out here in the sun. And there's some beautiful things to photograph today. There's ice patterns in the water, which I might just sit and get. There's pheasants, there's so many pheasants. There's the reservoir, well there's two reservoirs. There's trees, there's paths, there's a waterfall which I'm going to go and find in a wee while. There's just tons, so this is my morning of basically just bliss. And it also ties into my uh, insane resolve to learn things this year, so um, for Christmas my brother brought me two rolls of Kodak Portra 160 and wow the reservoir's basically frozen over that's fantastic um, one of the things I've been really keen on learning is getting better at colour photography so I have taken the opportunity to bring some with me I've got a roll so 12 shots. I've never shot it before. Um, I'm not really sure how to meter it, so these images might not be any good. But we shall see. It's a learning experience, and to be honest, it's just nice to be out on my own with no dog <laughs> and no one around, because there's no one here, it's just me. <sighs> um... I'm looking for nice light on things, and the sun's not up yet, it's still a bit dark, but it's good for looking for compositions, I don't have to move around, I can just kind of stick around for a bit. Um, I've got an episode of Analog Talk on the go, so when I'm not recording I can listen to that, or I could just enjoy this nice peaceful morning before all the dog walking and random people show up. There are some very cool ice patterns here that I might just have a go at. That's what you could hear. Yeah. Um, I've brought, unusually, the Bronica to play with because I was a bit dejected after my large format adventures last week the developing issues and um, how can I say this I'm not I'm not getting fed up with everything else but I think it's nice to sometimes just do some straight photography you know lensed focused it's just nice uh, you know, sometimes experimentation is a bit... You, you, you enjoy it and you're excited to see what happens, but the success rate is not as high as maybe you would like it is with the Strangefinder, that's no problem. But, and I'm not saying the success rate is high with the Bronica, but um, it's nice just to, I think it's nice just to do some basic lensed photography. And when you're going to have 
nice light to deal with and things like that. So I've got all my lenses, I've got both, you know, uh, waist level finder and eye level finder. And yeah, I'm just going to do some simple photography for a change. Which I'm kind of excited, I'm really excited actually to use it because it's been a while since I've used it, I can't even remember the last time. And uh, I do enjoy using it. And I thought that because I'm using this film for the first time, it's something I know how to use quite well. Uh, it's going to give me a good idea of what this will look like, maybe at large format or otherwise. Uh, whereas something like the Strange Finder probably wouldn't. And I've got more opportunities to fail with the Bronica than I do with the Strange Finder. So that's my thinking. You know? That's my rationale, as they say. For bringing the Bronica. Besides, it's got a nice new battery in it, so all the shutter speeds work. sun's not up yet and what I'm worried about is uh, using up frames when there's no light not much light there is light but it's dim and dark so I'm kind of conscious that I only have 12 shots which is a lot compared to what I've been shooting normally but I still don't want to waste them so I think what I'm going to do is come back here and photograph one of these ice puddles while they're still around. I'm a bit unsure what to do with this because my spot meter it has uh, third increments so it goes 100, 100 and a third, 102 thirds, 200 which um, Neither my camera <laughs> nor the other dial on the spot meter is capable of dealing with. My Bronica does have half stop increments on the aperture dial, but not on the shutter dial. So I have to choose a solid shutter speed, but the problem is the shutter speed is on the ISO ring. So I have to I can't put my zones on a dead set zone, I have to kind of have them a third out of whack with the zone meter, which I suppose would be too much of a problem. But what I'm going to do is err on the overexposed side. That's my plan. Because my chemistry is getting towards the end of its life. So I think that extra bit of exposure will help when coming to development. So for instance, if I just meter this uh, this wall here, I've got it set to 102 thirds and that's 6. If I put 6 on zone 5, that's giving me 2.8 at 15 or 2.8 at 8 of a second. 
So I'd go for eighth of a second because that puts um, that puts six EV6 closer to zone six. I don't know if that's right or not. Uh, I'm confused now, I've confused myself. Right, I need to find a nice ice pattern and then set up the branca. And it is flipping freezing. I have um, there's some nice patchy clouds in the sky but the sunrise is not as dramatic as I thought it would be. So I wanted to make some kind of use of the uh, peachy coloured clouds but I don't know if I'll have a foreground subject to use with them. See what I'm hoping for is the sun's going to come up over there and it's going to illuminate down in the valley so I'll be able to point the camera down at the water and use the 150mm lens to pick out some of the little islands and trees and things and maybe get some nice reflections. That's my hope. And then what I can do is move around the other side, photograph a waterfall and maybe come back up into the woods here. Because I have got 12 shots. Right, this uh, this ice puddle here, there's one with some stones sticking out of it which is quite nice. And uh, it's eight. It's going to be dark. It's going to be very dark. Okay. So if I do F8, that'll be half a second. I can do that. I can totally do that. The other nice thing about today is there's lots of frost, so. I, uh, I can do some nice frost stuff. Okay, I think I'll go with the long lens for this. How the hell do I get my lens off? <laughs> it's been a while since I've used this camera, like I say. was not cocked. That's why I could not get the lens off. The uh, this lens system is very strange because the uh, <laughs> it doesn't the, the, this, to screw the um, lens cap onto the lens. It's kind of backwards. It's not quite the way you would. It doesn't screw like a normal screw. It's very confusing. Right, I've got two puddles here, and one of them, the one that I'm going to have a look at now, has got some little stones sticking out of it. So, it should give me some nice textures more than anything else. And it's mainly going to be muted colours today, simply because of the time of year it is and the time of day it is. And that's okay because I'm interested in looking at more muted colours part of my photography journey. Ooh. Now focusing with this uh, 
this is going to be fun because I'm used to having the um, waist level finder on. I think I've got it there. My eyes are not very good. So I cannot see what I'm doing half the time. Okay, that looks nice. I'll just move it over just a little bit. Yes, that's it. That's good. Put that rock in the corner. So, if I go F8, what was that half second? I could go F11. Where's my meter gone? Just check. Right, where's my cable release? I hate using this thing because I always. The first time I used it, it wouldn't depress properly, so I uh, totally messed up. Just make sure that's tight end. Good, good, good. Right, what did the meter say? The re meter. F11, one second. Let's go with that. I like that. Okay, so this is uh, rocks in ice and we're going to go for it so this is f11 just to make sure it's all in focus for one second i should i'll tell you what i should have done i should have put my lock upon but i did not should i take another one with mirror lock up i think that is a good idea I have 12 shots, I am not uh, going to miss out. Okay, so this is same frame with mirror lockup just to make sure there was no camera shake. Alright, 10 pictures left. Awesome. Oh, Bronica. It has been a while since I have used you. And it's very satisfying with that big old crank. Come on, magnet. Now, let's just move over here because I'd like to not take a picture necessarily, but just. Ugh, lens needs clean. I'd just like to look down. Oh, the mast is misty. I wish there was a bit more light on them clouds, but I might have to take this picture while I'm here. So, <laughs> where we are right now is underneath the highest point in Yorkshire, which is where the, em not the Emily Moore mast, the uh, Emily Moore aerial is. And up there is the highest point in Yorkshire. So, at all times, you can see this thing sticking out of the horizon. And it is magnificent. And the problem is, <coughs> I can see clouds on their way right now to ruin my beautiful sun's morning. Which is alright. Can deal. So if I focus back, it's still kind of small in the frame, but 
It's not too bad. Only for somewhere I can incorporate that path. There is. I don't know if this is a very good shot, but it's something different. You can't really see the mass now, it's obscured by cloud and the sun's not playing anymore. Which is a shame. Oh, there's some nice cloud patterns over there though. I wish they were over here. So 8 is the darkest thing now, and 11 is the brightest thing, so we're going to put oh, that there. F, F22 I think, get everything in focus. And then what I do is wait for, I need to oil this, some WD-40 on it or something. Wait for the clouds to be in the right position and the mass to light up a little bit I think. After I've just given this lens a little bit of a wipe. It's gross. It's been splattered with seawater and all sorts. Oh, it can't be because I didn't take it to Scotland, so what do I know? Right, still one second. And it looks like it's coming just about now. So, lock up. Dark slide. And just wait. And that was that. Aye, aye. Right, this, uh, I need to save at least two frames because there's a sluice feature over there I'd quite like to photograph. And there's the waterfall obviously, so I need to make sure I'm not going too gung-ho so early. But I think that would be quite a nice image. You've got the moors with the bit of snow on, some nice trees and then a path. So. We'll see. I probably should have done with moving over there actually. I would have eliminated that tree then. Oh well, never mind. I'm going to go and have a wander over here and see what the uh, trees are like because there's some nice clouds. If they had some sun on them, probably. But I'm not too fussed at the moment. Eee, I don't know. I think at the minute just a waiting game, waiting for the sun to uh, decide what it's doing because it ain't up yet. Right, if I stand far, I don't think I can. Hey, what are you doing? Tripod. can't quite see over this wall. Might have to go over there, where the wall is lower. So at the minute, I'm uh, looking down on the reservoir, and it's not the most exciting thing ever, but there's some interesting reflections on the, uh, the things sticking out of the water. And Oh, I didn't. Advance. I mean, it's not a bad composition, really. 
I don't think it's a winner though. Maybe if I move that way, that's more of a winner. But then you're eliminating that. Oh, I wish I had a panoramic camera. Now, it's got to be that. No sky. I just need light. I need light on this scene and it's not too bad. So I'm looking down at a little bit of land jutting out into the reservoir and there's a reflection of the trees in the water and ice patterns and it's really nice and then I've got three trees in the foreground just to break it up a bit but I need illumination and when I get illumination this scene will be great there's a little tunnel right in the background which is nice as well so we'll see we'll have to just wait so I think that's what I'm going to do stop babbling stop recording for a bit and just see what the sun does so I decided because the sun is uh, taking its time today that I decided that I would go ahead and go and take the two pictures that I wanted to take because I don't really need the sun for them and besides uh, it's going to take me a little while to get around there um, remember the sun will be a bit higher it is coming, it's just coming slowly it's Sunday, it's having a bit of a lazy day today but yeah, just walking through the woods I'm surrounded by little birds is really delightful um, tree creeper that's what I saw a tree creeper which um, is a little brown bird with a white belly that can run up trees vertical a bit like a woodpecker but it doesn't do any pecking <laughs> there are woodpeckers here somewhere I've never seen one up here but last, not last week, this week just gone, um, just not too far from where I am now, there was a barn owl sat on a tree, just chilling, which was rather nice. And there's so many pheasants, ah, oh, there's pheasants, more pheasants than we know what to do with, because people aren't out, you know, getting them. Pheasant shootings off the agenda. So uh, they're just kind of doing their thing. Now, there's clouds in the sky, but they're not bad. They're kind of patchy. And I can see where the sun's going to come up. It's just over there. So my composition that I had before, just a minute ago, He's going to be super duper uh, in about half an hour. 
if those clouds stay more or less as they are. If they don't, I'm screwed. <laughs> to come back in the summer. Which is not, it, I could, oh, well, I probably will, but the trees are as they are now. There's another nice composition looking down here, but I don't know if I've got the, a long enough lens to deal with it. I could go wider, stand over here. In fact, while I'm here, might as well frame it up and see how it looks. It's a bit of a cliched shot, if you will, but... Now what for it up yet? The sun is just beginning to lick the hills over there. So if I go to this waterfall, not waterfall, water on the path, then uh, by the time I come back, the sun will be high and bright. Oh, be above the hill, which is what I want it to be. And it's not far off. Come in. He's coming. I'm looking out for other interesting things. Ooh. I like reflections. I've always liked reflections. I know it's everyone likes reflections, but the problem is I'm I've been desperate light. I've not had light like this for yonks. So now I've got it, I have to be patient and wait for it to actually transpire. <laughs> and it's hard because I just want to get the compositions now. But I know that if I just wait for that light they'll be better. And there's going to be no sunset light because the clouds are going to roll in later on. So it's now or never. And with any luck, you know, this um, this weather behaviour will continue as we get towards spring. I think this is kind of the best time really, because you I mean, it's the worst time for me in terms of being busy or being at work, but I uh, Later, later sunrises and earlier sunsets are kind of easier to deal with for me because of the hours that I work and what I have to do. So when it gets to summer, which is when I have all the time, yeah it's fine, but um, you have to be up early and then late in bed and then you spend the rest of your day twiddling your thumbs almost. Unless you've got plenty to do. But I'm rambling now. So I've got nothing to talk about, so I'm just going on. Whew. And I've forgotten how heavy this camera is. I really have. Right, I'm gonna stop recording again. And get around to the locations I'm going to. Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know that I have got a zine for sale. Yes, my very first zine. The zine is images from my trip to Oxford, 
which I made using my strange finder and two different rolls of film. If you're interested, the best way to get one is to send me an email by emailing talesfromthemagicbox at outlook.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at TFTMB, all capitals, or you can find me on Instagram at Tales from the Magic Box Podcast. I will ship internationally from now on. So yeah, grab yourself a zine. All sales will support the making of the show and the next zine, which I've already started putting together and is really cool. So yeah, I've got a few copies available. Let me know if you're interested. Cool. Okay, update. Um, essentially, I don't think the sunrise is happening. Uh, it potentially could, but I don't know. The clouds have smoothed their way in and it looks like the sun is going to be obscured when it reaches the bit of the sky that I want it to be at. However, it is still going to get brighter. So I'm still going to stick around. The thing I'm not happy about is I'm not going to get some of that nice direct light. Which I believe Portrait is so good at picking up. And it will help to make the composition seem a little bit more alive. So I'm sad. But not defeated. Uh, I have come down to the water because there's a nice little bridge and yeah I'll see if I can get that in a bit but it means I have to cross to get to the waterfall so I'll just do that that'll be really loud ooh it's icy The trouble is, um, because I'm still kind of learning how colour photography really works. It's different to black and white photography. Because with black and white photography I'd be looking for uh, contrasting tones. So I could point at some water and know that the white areas were going to be, you know, contrasting against dark water and what not or I could point at a bridge and see that the tones are the same as the background so it wouldn't stand out and I'm thinking it's the same with colour I'm very close to the waterfall now and I have to go down this slope which is off the path so I may die Oh, it's icy. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm trying to be conscious that colours are the same as contrast in a way. You've got to have differing colours to break up the image in the same way that you have differing tones in black and white. But you've also got to remember the black and white tones still apply with the colour. That's why yellow leaves on blue water 
work very well they've contrast the problem is because there's no sun that contrast isn't there yet so with any luck in a little while it will be right so uh, this um, waterfall it's not really a waterfall it's a It's a little mountain stream, which is a lie because it's not on a mountain, but um, usually it's just a trickle and it gets the water off the moors and into the water system, but because of the snow that we've had and the uh, rain and all the melting, it's a little bit more torrential than normal, and so little bits of waterfall have formed. So I want to try and catch one. Now there's one here, which is pretty good. And there's one further up, which is a little bit more interesting. Ooh. But there's not as much going on. So I'm gonna photograph these, I think. Get some nice soft water going on. So this first one down here. Ooh, is uh, bigger and broader. And there's a tree which I can use. And there's ice. Ice crystals. They are cool. Right. Now I do have a decision to make because I've also brought the strange finder. I've got two or three things left in it, shots. So I might shoot one of these with that as well, just to uh to develop it. <laughs> really. Although there's a nice tree that I might get with the strange finder. Might be quite nice. Right, I'm going to I don't know if you can hear me very well. This new microphone, I'm still not 100% used to it yet. Although it is recording in stereo, which is a massive plus because the last one did then, it was a pain in the ass. Where's that waste level finder now? I want it. I want it, I want it, I want it. How do I get it off? Aha! Success! Right, I think I'm going to go with the 80mm uh, lens for this because that is the best lens so what I'm not going to do is look at it with the 150mm uh, lens because then I will like that and not want to use the superior lens I definitely do get the feeling that this um, this is a much better studio camera than it is an outdoor camera, which is obviously what it was designed for. Whoa! Maybe I want the 50. Maybe I want the 50 millimeter lens. 
Oh no! What have I done? How can I have done that? I think I've accidentally tipped the shutter but the dark slide was in so I don't know how I've managed that. Oh well. That was a waste of the frame. Might lock that. Right, so I've locked the shutter so it cannot be accidentally depressed. Now I'm depressed. <laughs> right, so this frame... I don't know. I don't know if it's working or not. It's not a very exciting colour image because it's just lots of the same shades of green. Let me go up there and see what that one looks like because if that one's a bit better, there's a few more colours up there. But the sky has gone white so there's definitely going to be no direct light today, which is a shame. Oh dear. Okay, this one has got some red rocks and is a bit more interesting. So. Yeah, it is a lot more interesting. Whoa! I do have a feel like I need to be uh, kind of over it to get the full effect. Which is not an easy thing to do. However, not impossible. Do I like it? Um, I don't know. Maybe if I was... I don't know, I think maybe I need to be a bit closer to the water here and then look up. Should have kept my wellies on. I'll tell you what I don't like is this bramble here. Let me get that out of the way. Okay, so what I'm going to do is put the camera down into the water, because I'm a nutcase, and see how that looks. Yeah, I like it. It's good. It's interesting. Uh, yep. It's good, all good, let's meet her. Although if I raise it up a bit, that is better. Okay, the darkest part of the scene is down there, and that's six. The brightest part of the scene is obviously the water, and that's nine. Pretty much set already. So F16 
F16 is going to be two seconds. F11 is going to be one second. I think I'll go with one second again. So I'm focused on this branch in the foreground. Okay, I need my cable release. Please, I need to go back down the hill. Ooh. I'm going to set up the strange finder on this other waterfall because I still want to capture it. But I don't think it's a good colour image. So I'll do that in a moment when I come back down. Um, I might take another picture of this waterfall up here from a different angle just because just because I can right I'm definitely going to use uh, so F11 one second here we go Awesome. Ah. Right, let's get that out of there. Oh. Boy, oh boy. Oh boy. Maybe if I look a bit more down on it. Oh yeah, that's better. See, there's what I'm struggling with, I probably should tell you this, is uh, the shape of the waterfall is really interesting, but there's red rocks, which are even more interesting. And I need to make something of them, because that's where all the colour is, really. The rest of it's kind of green and a bit dull. So the red is what's really going to, apart from the water obviously, the red is what's going to be exciting colour-wise to look at. So I really need to make use of that colour while I've got it. But the problem is the ground underneath me is literally sinking as I'm standing on it. Okay, so I think I've got a good composition here. I've got Flow through the image, I've got rocks, kind of place where I want them. It's tricky because I want to make more of the red rocks, but I also want to make something of the shape of the waterfall as well. So, I think I'll re -meter. Uh, But I think it's going to be the same. I don't need F11 this time. Probably get away with F8, which is half a second. So here we go. Half a second at F8. Awesome. Right, what's that? Done, what frame am I on? Seven. Not many left. 
Oh, something about clicking that shutter, isn't there? Knowing that that hard work is has uh, come down to that fraction of time. Whew. Okay, what I'm going to do is uh, whew, not fall over. <laughs> I'm going to just stop recording because I want to make sure that I'm saving these sections as I go and I'm going to just take a bit of time here and pack the camera away and do some strange finder stuff because I want this waterfall, I want this tree and I might want this tree behind me as well so I don't know how many frames I've got but I'll just have a little break and do that while I'm here I am constantly amazed week on week that I get so many dedicated listeners to the show. The Magic Box Brigade is one of the proudest achievements of my life. So thank you to all my loyal listeners and it really warms my heart to get interactions on social media and just to know that my adventures are being heard and so many people enjoy them across the world. This is a global thing and I'm really proud of it. If you want to support the show in another way, other than buying a zine, you can visit the coffee page and make a coffee donation. All donations are gratefully received and if you do donate and send me your address I will send you a contact print from 4x5 negative. The link is in the show notes. Thank you so much. So the uh, strange finder is loaded with FP4 and I think I actually know. And what I'm going to have to do to get close to this waterfall is literally straddle the camera across the gap. So it's going to be kind of hovering, which is uh, unnerving to say the least. But necessary to get the uh, proximity, otherwise I won't be able to get close enough. So. There we go. Now, I don't know if I'm close enough, but I'll definitely get everything I want if I point the camera at the waterfall there. I'm on frame six. Now I can't remember if I've already shot frame six. Sometimes I do forget to wind on. Okay, seven, six, ten. So basically the same as what I've been doing before. Two minutes. Right, I'll uh, I'll do this for two minutes. Oh no, that's at 100. So it'd be one minute because I shoot this at 200. Yeah, one minute. That's all right. I will uh, one minute. I can do that. Uno minuto. There we go. I'm slightly longer than a minute. I'm, uh, I'm interested. Let me just go over here and talk to you. So there's a tree here, which is a looks like a birch tree, and it is pretty gnarly and old, which is cool. And oh my goodness, uh, I would like to photograph it, but I've noticed that there's this moss on it. 
which is like a sphagnum moss and it's kind of droopy and looks like that stuff growing on the Titanic so I'm going to photograph it with a strange finder now but I think what I'm going to do is do a, a close-up of the tree with the Bronica with some colour film that's a good plan that I have come up with just now oh I need to wind this on this is the problem this is why I never know what frame I'm on forget to wind on wind 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 winding on this camera sucks and I always forget to tension it so so this is shot 7 on the strange finder and what I'll do is try and get as much of this tree in as I can I'm very close but point upwards a little bit I should get the bottom of the tree in as well as some of the top of the tree so what do I want to do settings wise there's the darkest part of the tree it's probably in that armpit there or oh, five. five 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 it's like it's going to be two minutes so what I'll probably do while I'm doing that is set up the shot with oh no I can't because I need the tripod I'll have to wait two minutes I can do two minutes add timer two minutas okay alright although what I could do is meter this tree and see if I do need the strange uh, the uh, tripod because while we've got no direct light we have got nice diffuse light which is backlit and it's kind of backlighting this tree and it's nice you know it's, uh, it's pleasant so if I use the 8mm lens yeah at 2.8 or 4 I can get 15 per second so I'm gonna need the tripod no that's a f2 that's a 200 yeah I'm still gonna need the tripod yep 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 <sighs> shame about the sun but you know you can't you can't do anything about it you've just got to deal with the situation you've got and it's really nice to be out it's really nice to be out photographing because it's um, I don't want to complain or sound ungrateful but it's very weary and sitting on that computer all day so getting out even for an hour or so is nice three two one there we go magical oh no it looks like it's moved during photographing oh well It'll look interesting. Oh, I've got a fat roll again, I don't believe it. How many shots do I get on this camera? It's eight, isn't it? That means I'm on my last shot. For some reason I thought I had nine. Right, I'm going to have to cross over the river. Like Mario. 
not Mario Piper. Although I'm sure he does cross over rivers occasionally. <laughs> um, woo. So what did I say? I wanted the uh, 80mm lens. Yes I do, because I haven't used it. And it's a cracker. It really is. Oh yes. Much of good old. This is going to be a quality shot. I'm glad I had this amazing idea. Whoa! Although, it would be nice with some direct light, I have to say. It would probably be nicer than it is. So I'm going to use 2.8 because I want to destroy... Or maybe I'll use F4. 2.8 might be a bit too much. I do want to get rid of that background now because uh, oh, it's muddy. Great. Yeah, the river's in the background. There's loads of trees, so it's a bit distracting. So if I can eliminate it. It's going to be amazing. Right. How am I going to do this? That is how I'm going to do it. Oh no. Everywhere you put the tripod, it goes down a hole. It's not fun. Okay. Got it. Camera attached. I love, that's one of the things I love about this camera, is looking through the viewing screen. Everything just looks so cool. Right. So I'm going to put the tree dead center. And I'm going to focus on the uh, I'll focus on the closest thing or the very edge thing you know 2.8 is giving me some decent detail on that zephyr it's hard to tell my apertures are getting a bit sticky Okay, I'm going to focus on the very edge of the tree. The background isn't quite as blurred out as I would have hoped, but it's not too bad. It's not distracting horrendously because it's quite a bland background. So, I'm going to go for it. What did we say? F2.8, 15th of a second. How many frames have we got left? 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I might shoot two on this. I might shoot one at F2.8 and one at F4. Just 
to be safe. Ooh. Because uh, that's one of the beautiful things about this lens is having the uh, 2.8. So use it. I know it's for portraits. I know it's for portraits. I get it. Ooh. Right. That's f2.8. And this is f4 at an eighth of a second. There we go. That's that done. So hopefully the colours on this tree will pop. Right, I'm going to move away from the river now. I want to try and photograph the sluice. Sluice works down there because they're awesome and cool. And then I'm going to try and head back and photograph the view down that I was trying to get before, even though I've not no sun. So it probably won't look very nice, but I figure it's worth it because why is this not working? Because I'm here and I've got the film. And I think it will look okay. And if it really doesn't work, I'll just convert it to black and white. <laughs> and I know that's not the point. But it doesn't matter. So um I think I've done some good work there. And the other good thing is if I get home early enough. I could develop it today. Because that's another thing I've been struggling with is developing during the week. It takes me a while. And I've got two or three other rolls of colour that I need to do. Got some hectare. I think this is going to be the last lot I can do with this set of chemistry, so I'm going to need to get some more soon. Oh. Now, something else I wanted to think about was upgrading this a little bit because oh, I was really pleased that my brother got me some uh, 160 for Christmas because I'm looking to get into colour 4x5 or 4x5 colour and it was this Orector and uh, after discussing with the Union <laughs> I decided I'll go with this so this is kind of a a test for that really see how it works and looks But it does present me with a problem, and the problem is, I'm not happy developing expensive colour film in my developing tank at the minute. And after all the weird marks it's left, and stripping off the emulsion, because uh, the filmer pan 
what is it, it's like 50, 50 sheets for 40 quid, I don't know. Like that. Let's see, it's that. Let's see if your argument. Fifty. Forty. So each sheet of foam pan is 80p. 80 pence. Don't know what that is in foreign money. But it's not a lot. It's cheap. Cheap job. Whereas for me, at the minute, a sheet of Porter 160 is £5.40 a sheet. So while, you know, the uh, emulsion stripping off a sheet of foam pan is a bit of a kick in the knackers, a bit of emulsion stripping off a sheet of Porter 160 is like being hit by a bull and falling down a well. It's not nice. So I really don't want that to happen. So I'm going to have to figure out what the problem is. It could be that I was using caffeine, and that's had some strange reaction to, or some weird interaction with the plastic. But I can't say as I've noticed it before. I'm gonna have to do some have some discussions with some people. Let's see what the problem is. So I can't have nice can't spend time making nice images on 4x5 with expensive sheet film if it's gonna strip off during development. Right. I have come. Ooh, that's interesting. So I'm looking at the sluice works now and what it is is ancient Victorian engineering to basically control the flow of water from one reservoir to another because there's two reservoirs one up high and one further down one's I think slightly more natural than the other so what they do is control the water flow to make sure there's enough water for all the residents and uh, this sluice it's like lots of steps lots of curved steps and it's very cool so I am I am going to head down to the wall I think because I'm on a very steep slope and if I fall <laughs> I'm going to fall and it's going to be like stripping the emulsion off some Porter 160 <laughs> the ground is very uneven because it's all frosty and it's not solid because it's all dead bracken and ferns so whenever you step it's actually quite a long time before your foot hits solid ground however I am now on the lower path which is great because I have an unobstructed view of the sluice so I'm going to set up 
El Camarada. And I think I want 150mm lens. And I have a secret weapon for this. Uh, I've been thinking about this for a while. I was going to do it in HP5 because I wanted... And I might come back and do it in HP5 because I do want that uh, kind of graphic look. Be good on Tri-X, actually. Not that I've ever shot Tri-X, but I imagine it would be good on Tri-X. Um, but I have brought with me today my six-stop filter because I feel that it would be beneficial for slowing down the water on this. So I'm probably going to do one without and one with. And I want the waste level finder because it's Okay, every time you put the camera down it sinks into the ground. Oh no, that's the... I'm trying to get the uh, finder off now and it's proving difficult. Ah, there we go. Let's see how small this is in the frame because I have a feeling it's going to be teeny tiny. Oh, it's good. It's good. So I'm not doing anything fancy. It's dead centre in the frame. I ain't doing anything crazy. I can't really go anywhere else. I kind of wish I was over there a bit so it's a bit, a bit more of an angle but there's trees in the way. And I don't really think it'll do much. The other thing I could do is move over here and get it more dead head on. But again, I don't really think that's changed too much. But it is a bit better. Right, I'm focused to infinity. Let's see how it meters. So it looks like 8 is the darkest and 10 is the brightest, so hmm, it's going to be a bit of a flat scene. Mm, 11's coming out, it's quite bright, so let's put 11 on zone 7, 8 then goes on zone 4, which I like, it's good. Right, so, uh, at f16, that's half second. So, let me remember how to do this. Six stops, darker. One, two, three, four, five, six. So f16 is 30 seconds now. Hmm. I like it. 
So I'll do one at half a second. One. At 30 seconds. However, that means... Oh no, I can do it on this lens because I don't need the screwdriver. <laughs> it means I have to take out that silly little thing on the bottom. And on one of my lenses it requires a screwdriver, and one of the lenses, two of the lenses, it does not. So this is going to be the first shot, F16 at half a second. That's half a second, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Here we go. Good, good, good. Oh, the winding on this is getting stiff. Oh, nice of you it on properly. Oh, that's not messed up my composition and focusing. Oh, it has. It's alright. Okay. Right, so now I'm going to do one with the filter. Here's the filter. This thing is not been used for a while. Needs a wee bit of a clean. Get rid of all this gunk that's on it. Not that you're gonna see it terribly. And then what I have to do is undo this thing and move it across to that and what that does is disengage the shutter so I can count down I think I think that's how it works I can't quite remember I've got a 30 second timer here so I am ready to go Put it in S mode. Okay, three, two, one. Looks like the sun's trying to come up. Fifteen seconds left. Three, two, one. Now that either worked or didn't. <laughs> well, it did something. I don't know what it did, but it definitely did something. And I've no idea what, so <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out if it worked or not because I don't actually know how this system works. It either leaves the lens open or it doesn't. Um, we'll see. Hang on. Hang on. Right, so that's that. And now I'm going to... The sun's trying its best to pop up, so I'm going to head back round to where I was before. I've got two frames left, and I'm just going to go and shoot. I don't want to shoot round there, because... Because I can. Basically. And I don't know if the colour stuff has worked at all. Um, they have done. It's uh, it's 
definitely a hard thing for me to get my head around. But it seems like it's something that I need to learn how to do is learn to shoot colour in these drab conditions. It's obviously what I have to deal with. And I mean, Joseph Kudelka did it. So, I'm sure I can do it. Right, I'm going to stop recording until I get back around there. So, um, I'm on my last frame now, and I I was walking back and I saw a silver birch, which I pass all the time on this walk, it's not something I knew about, but I was just looking at it and the way it looked, it was uh, it was really nice against the water, so I just, I didn't record it because it was a really quick thing, there were people coming out to be very fast, so I, I just set up and, uh, and yeah, I got it, and now... Oh, also on the way back I um, photographed, what did I photograph? Oh, um, a scene in the woods with this range finder. So, I've just used the last frame of that because I really want to get everything developed today. Um, now, I'm not going to where I was going to because um, I don't think it's going to be a very good shot. And I really don't think it's going to be a good shot in colour. Whereas what I've got here is going to be a good shot in colour if I can manage to get it right. And it's similar to the trees that I was looking at before. That tree that was uh, really nicely um, what's the word? Illuminated, you know, with the moss. And there's these trees here, which are equally well illuminated. And they look very nice, and there's a really nice wall in front of them. But the problem is, I can't really get close enough. I could use the 150mm lens, but I don't know if I like the way that looks. Um, and what I want there's like a group of trees and I'd really like to get them in a panorama but I can't, just can't do it. Looks like I'm going to have to use 150mm lens. It is the smart choice really. Uh, and they are squiggly and scraggly and they're covered in moss and it looks great. But I'm trying to eliminate the sky and I'm trying to eliminate as much of the erroneous stuff that I can, that I don't need. So I think I'm just going to focus on these two trees here. That are like the main point of the image. And I want to use a pretty shallow aperture. I'm at f4. I don't quite think f4 is good enough, so I want to use my depth of field preview and see how much I can get with f8. 
Okay, I think F8 looks good. Okay, so I've got the wall, I've got the trees. I'm just going to point down just a little bit so I can get rid of some more of that sky. Ah, oh, this is so difficult. Okay. Do I like the whole composition? I... I do now. There we go. That's it. That's it. I'll just check focus again. It's difficult to do. Okay, I'm going to shoot this at F8. So, hey, darkest part is there. Seven, and the brightest part is going to be something like that. Well, I'll just put it at seven. And F8 is an eighth of a second. Oh. Good stuff. Where's the cable release gone? So one eighth of a second, F8, and then I can label this photography outing completed. I don't know if it'll be successfully completed, but it'll be completed. Okay, here we go. Magic. And that is the sound of the Bronica having finished a meal. Well, 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 looks like we've got five images to talk about in this episode. I was really impressed with um, Porter's ability to uh, capture the colours. I wasn't so impressed with my ability to scan and process the colours, but that is kind of part of this uh, little adventure that I'm on, is to work on how I manage the colour film and how I work with it in the editing and make sure that I get you know kind of the look that I want because like I said in the actual recording that I'm interested in working with 4x5 with this and if I'm scanning and not getting the colors that I want then it's gonna be a bit you know like I said five pound odd a sheet is a lot to not get what you want out of it 
So it's definitely a learning curve and I'm going to try and scan these again and see if I can get different kind of colours with them. But overall it's not too bad, it's just it's working out the right colour balance. Um, so there's that. Anyway, we've got the ice puddle which is really cool and it's got a nice flow to it. The, the shapes are kind of repeating and the stones are sharp, the lines and the textures on it are absolutely gorgeous. I think I could have done a bit better with the focusing but overall I don't think it's too bad an image. So I'm really quite pleased with that one. The next one I've got here is the uh, sluice works which I've cropped to 6-7 format and the six stop filter was really good at smoothing out that water and creating some cool patterns in the water texture at the bottom. Um, again I think the colours are a little off but it's not that bad and I'm looking forward to going again and capturing that in black and white. But there's some nice things in it, there's a nice path kind of walk uh, down to the water there and like I said the textures are quite good. So there's stuff going on, it's nice. The next one is one that I think turned out really well and it's the birch tree with the moss on it and the background is a bit busy but it contrasts really well with the bright green of the moss and I really love this image. I'm going to try and print it. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I'm really proud of it. I think maybe, I don't know, maybe if I'd used a longer lens. I would have blown up that background a little bit more, but you know, it is what it is. Like I say, I'm really quite pleased with it. Because I think one of the reasons it works is actually because of the lack of directed light. It's it's soft and it's not too much on one side. Maybe if it was backlit by some direct sun, that'd be quite nice. But yeah, it's good. The next one I've got is the waterfall. The um, It's not the first one, I think it's the second one I took with the red rocks. The first one, it just wasn't working in this image and no matter how hard I tried, I could not get it to look the way I wanted it to look. But this one, this one I think looks really nice. It's a square crop so I've kept the ratio. I think there's a little bit of a blue tinge to some of the uh, water so I'll have to work on it a little bit more but the red looks really good and the water looks really good and it's just got a nice framing to it um, it's a it's got a bit of a energy to it and yeah I quite like this one it's not a, the right half is kind of a standout it's a shame about that blue tint to the water but I guess that's what you get um, yeah it's sharp it's in focus the colours are nice, that's the thing. They're not they're not wow wowing anyone, but they're nice. And then the last one is the trees. The uh, mossy wiggly trees. And again, this is one that works really well because it's backlit soft light. It wouldn't have worked, I don't think, if it was um, direct light. The textures on the wall are nice. The background is out of focus, but it kind of recedes really good the the two trees are really striking and graphic compared to the background which is really dull so I'm pleased with this one um, yeah it captures what what was going on in that scene on that day so I can't really complain um, I have noticed though 
upon looking at these why I'm not why I don't shoot with the Bronica all the time and that's because they're nice images but they do look a little bit lifeless and that's something that I've noticed before and I'll probably I don't know I like using the Bronica but it's not not for landscape photography anyway it's just not got what I'm looking for maybe for portraits but I don't know it's not something I've tried so we'll have to see but I don't think I'll be using it again for a bit I'm going to have my fix for now so yeah that was Kodak Portra 160 and I think next time I use it I might use it in the Strangefinder who knows I don't think I use it in the Isolette no so yeah um Thanks for listening, and I'll see you for whatever I do next week. Bye! You have been listening to Tales from the Magic Box. Me and Dante would like to say a massive thank you to Mike Gutterman for lending us some of his music for the show. It really means a lot to us, and it adds a whole other dimension to what would have been a pretty dull podcast otherwise. Also, thank you to Kevin McLeod for his wonderful opening music, and thank you to all you guys for listening. What do you think, Dante? <laughs> okay, I'll see you guys for the next one. Bye.